0: Well, i think the nfc west is the class of of the league um and i like you said i'm not moving mountains by suggesting that i think a lot of people would agree um you could make the argument the afc north is a a strong powerful division but i think the nfc west when we talk about is there any team in there that you could look and say yeah we're going to roll over them well obviously that's not the nfc west i think those teams Really, top to bottom are bringing a lot and, and uh, in different ways. I mean, they're all a little bit different with how they're structured and, and how they want to play. But when you look at those teams, you have, I mean, honestly, four legitimate contenders. Now, obviously, I think we yeah. place the Cardinals, you know, we we'd place the Cardinals probably a, a notch below the other three, but I think we can look and, and say, Seattle is going to be in the playoff mix. I think Wilson obviously always keeps them in there. They have talent. Their defense finally started to play better down the stretch last year. They're going to be there. Now, how far they can get, I don't know. But kind of like we said with Green Bay, they're going to be in the mix.
1: That's it. Exactly. You still, they're, they're that 10-7, and 11-6. Green Bay might be like a 13-4. and 4. And then they're going to get to the playoffs, and you're going to question some of their decisions, and they're going to be second round or if they overachieve – NFC title game, it might get their doors blown off by somebody.
0: Right, right. But but they'll be there. And yeah. I, I think, you know, when you look at the Rams, I think the Rams are kind of a trendy pick. Um, obviously, with Matthew Stafford there, this team is supposed to be elevated. But we like this defense. I think we can all agree this defense, um, they've really put together. And it's not just Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Obviously, they headline. I think you have two of the top ten players in the league right there. It's true. But, they've added young speed the last two years, you know, to that defense and that defense can carry them, but I don't even know that they're going to have to. Now the Cam Akers injury, I think hurts them. Obviously that, that takes away some depth, but you know, they believe in Daryl Henderson. He actually speaking of grading out highly, he was one of the highest rated running backs last year for whatever that's worth. But I think he can step in and be effective there. um, You know, at least enough to give them a credible running game. Is he going to be Uh, you know, leading the league in rushing, probably not, but I think he's credible. I think Stafford is going to elevate guys like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Um, I think that when you look at that team, they're kind of going Super Bowl or bust. I mean, when you bring a guy like Stafford in and you make a trade like that, you're basically saying, we we got a two-year window here. We're going to take a crack at it. And I like what they have. And I think McVay's the guy to get it done. So we talked about Seattle being in the mix. The Rams are going to be in the mix. And I'll tell you, the only reason that I haven't been higher on the Rams is because they're such a trendy public play. And, yes. I, you know, it, it scares reminds
1: me of the Browns. Me.
0: Yes. Yes. That's exactly what it reminds me of as well. It scares the daylights out of me when everybody's like, oh, get on the Rams. You know, and Stafford's
1: think, there. Yeah. 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 Awesome and
0: defense. Yeah. I want to see that team play. I think they can be a really good team. Could this team win the Super Bowl? I think they can. Will will they get into that mold? I don't know. You know, again, we're adding in a new quarterback. We're we're changing things around. You know, we'll see. So you got those two, and then you move over to San Francisco. And I think San Francisco is really the wild card here for a couple of reasons. Number one, I, I'm a little surprised at how quickly the books adjusted to San Francisco. And what yeah. I mean by that is they're
1: favored on FanDuel right now to win the division at plus one eighty-five.
0: That's what I mean. That's, and if that's you think crazy. About it, this team was horrible last year. And of course, we know they were horrible because every player yeah, was sure, Yeah, yeah. We, we, I get it. We get it. But really, you know, same thing as the Rams. This team can go far. I mean, we saw them go to the Super Bowl two years ago. And when Fourth you look at it, I mean, you could you could argue that this team's even better than that team. So, I mean, I think that they have potential. What scares me about them is, is the quarterback position. I mean, yeah. what's going to happen with that quarterback dynamic there? Can the defense carry this team? You know, are, are they creative enough on offense to run the ball and trick plays and all the other kind of gimmicks and gadgets that they do? I like this team. I think that if they do get quarterback, quarterback play i think that they are a legitimate super bowl contender again the only thing that scares me away from them is the fact that the books adjusted so quickly to them i was hoping to get value on san francisco unfortunately it's just not there
1: that's gone yeah i'm i'm not a huge uh jimmy g guy i think that i mean look he had a fourth quarter not he his team and he was quarterback in the team that had a fourth quarter lead in the super bowl did they ultimately win no they did not win that game kyle Shanahan and jimmy g went down i find it um Interesting, for lack of a better word, that San Francisco, they're plus 190 tied for division win uh, at DraftKings along with the Rams, but favored at FanDuel plus 185. It's not a big difference. I thought that was interesting. I don't know if I expect that defense to be as good as it was two years ago. I don't think it's that easy to be as good as you were two years ago. They're over-unders 10.5. I don't have any lean on that one. I think it's a big-time wait-and-see. I don't really have any... Clear cup besides Rams at 10 and a half. I like that. Like, I think that they should go 11 and six. But as I'm sitting here and thinking about it, I think that one of the takeaways of the first month of the season that we might send it back and saying, Hey, Stafford's turning the ball over a little bit more than he should. And, and that's something that he dealt with in Detroit. He's got a gun, he's got an arm. Like, He could definitely be, if everything aligns and he has the coach there, he could be in the MVP conversation. Sure, I could definitely see that. But I could also see, and maybe more so, I could see, hey, Stafford's turnovers are hurting the Rams. They're definitely hurting the Rams. They're they're struggling right now at four and three. I could definitely see that happening. He's got a coach that will put him in the right positions, I believe, because he put Jared Goff in the right positions, right? But we know that Stafford just gun it, wing it, So wide open. And then the Arizona Cardinals six to one. I'm not going to say that this is the NFC East where you bet on the underdog. Like I think that the other teams here, especially the Niners and the Rams are in a class that's different than the Cardinals. The Seahawks are are good. And I think they're better than the Cardinals, but I'm not going to say I bet the Cardinals at six to one. I'm not a big cliff guy. I think that cliff could easily be done at the end of this year but they got that air raid offense or trying to patch up that defense. Would it shock me if they went 10 and seven? No, but I don't think that wins the division. It's wide open, but I think that my biggest takeaway is I'm curious if the turnovers are going to come with Stafford from Detroit. And do you think that's, that's a concern or not really because his coach is just a lot better than what they
0: had in Detroit for a decade and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think it is a little bit of a wait and see. I mean, we we don't fully know. Um, again, I think the one thing that Stafford has in LA that he didn't have in Detroit is he has a defense to lean on, so he doesn't necessarily have to sling it around. Have
1: to sling it forty um, yards as he's down yeah. by fifteen in the fourth. Good point. Yeah,
0: but I I think the interesting thing about Arizona when you mention them is. I think they're obviously the wild card. I do think they're the fourth best team in the division, but they are. I think they're a good football team because again, if I'm looking and saying, do I want to play Arizona? Absolutely not. Now, Mm -mm. does that mean they're going to compete in the division? Maybe not. But when we look at things like win totals or even the division winner, I think we have to factor in the Cardinals in this. Do the Cardinals come out and split with a team like the Rams and the Seahawks and the Niners? Or do they get swept? Or, you know, where are they there? Because obviously, when we look and we say Arizona's a little bit below the other three, well, how much below? How Is much it below? Just a little bit to where they, you know, they beat each other, in which case those win totals are at one level. Or are they well below where, you know, these teams are sweeping them and all of a sudden their win totals are up and whatever? I think that's going to be interesting. But again, I, if I'm in that division, I'm looking at that and saying, "Who?" there's two things I'm looking at. Who's staying healthy? We saw that with the Niners last year. That completely derailed their season. And ultimately, you touched on it. Can the two quarterback question marks, so that would be Jimmy G, we're assuming, um, and Matthew Stafford, what do those guys do? We know what we know what Russell Wilson's gonna do. We somewhat know what Kyler Murray's gonna do. So it's really the two, you know, it's the two outliers there, which ironically are also the two division favorites.
1: Imagine that, right? The the two consistent quarterbacks, and probably the best quarterback, and definitely the best quarterback in the NFC West. Russ, they're not favored because we know what Pete Carroll does and what that defense can do. This is this is intriguing, and I think that. What I need to take back is take a look at the Cardinals' schedule, too. Their over-under is eight wins. Is that high? Is that low? That's probably just right. That's probably just right. I mean, I think that we would sit here and make the argument that if we had to bet anything, we'd lean over, that they would be an over 500 team at 9 and 8 because there's not 16 games anymore. It's juiced over at minus 130. I think that's going to be a takeaway, and we'll talk about it either next podcast or tweet it out. Just take a look at these schedules, too. Just just take a look at what we have because it kind of caught me off guard right now that the Niners are favored. For some reason, I thought it was the Rams' favorite to win that division, and it's co-favorites. I mean, it's plus 190 at DraftKings, but maybe Vegas, and I guess in my head, too, I should say, hey. The Niners aren't going to have those injury problems that they had from last year. It's very rare for teams to have those injury problems in back-to-back years. The Eagles had it in back-to-back years. They lost their whole offensive line like in week one. So that's the NFC West. A lot to talk about. Did we miss anything, or should we we pivot to the AFC? Talk AFC. Anywhere you want to begin? Anywhere you want to begin, Yanni? Uh,
0: You know, I think let's go ahead and start with the probably least exciting division there, and, and, and <laughs> in my opinion, that's going to be the AFC South. Um, let, let's let's crank through that quickly because I think we See can, we real can, quick, yeah, we can spend a little time on some of the other other divisions there. So, I think when we look at this division, it's a two team race. I think we, we look at the Colts, we look at the Titans, and we say these two teams are going to be fighting it out, they did a year ago. It's shaping up to be that way again. I think we all agree that the Texans, with Deshaun Watson, are not going to be that good. If he's not there, this may be one of the worst teams we've ever seen. 0-17. So, yeah,
1: yeah. 0-16-1, here we come.
0: There you go. So, I mean, you know, let's get them out of there now. Obviously, we'll wait and see what happens with Watson. I mean, there's really nothing going on there except probably a couple wins for the other teams in the division when they play. Um, You know, when you look at the Jaguars, we don't need to spend a lot of time on them. I like what this team is doing. I think that they'll have a couple surprise wins throughout the year where, you know, maybe a team isn't isn't prepared. Well, maybe whatever they're missing some players and, and this team can sneak up on them. Obviously, we got to see what happens at the quarterback position, what Trevor Lawrence can do. But I do like what this team is building. I think if you're a fan, you can be optimistic, but you're still at least a year away with this team. So we get down to the top, the, the two front runners there. And I think that we we had talked about it a couple of weeks ago that I really like the overs for both of these teams, for Tennessee and Indianapolis. Um, I give Indy a very slight edge over Tennessee in the division. Um, But I think – and it's only because of their defense. Let's just say that, first of all. I I think their defense is obviously quite a bit better than Tennessee's. Gives them a slight edge, in my opinion. Um, I think that with their win total sitting at that nine-and-a-half mark, again, we talked about the Jags. We talked talked about the Texans. Those are almost free wins for these teams. And I realize they have to play the games. They could lose one of those. I get it. But when we're looking and saying we just need these teams to get to double digits – how do both of these teams not get to at least 10 and 7?
1: I don't know. They're both at plus 115 right now to win the division. I give the edge, like you said, to the Colts, Frank, right? Carson Wentz. We'll talk about Carson Wentz some more, I'm sure. I 10 and 7 seems very feasible for both. I would be shocked if either of these teams don't get to 10. And to your point, I would be more shocked if the Colts don't make it there. I think the Colts, I'm not going to use the L word of Locke, but I feel really good about them getting to 11 wins.
0: I do, I do too. I, I think both teams potentially are around that 11, 11 win range. Um, I look, I, and again, we've talked about this with some other teams. I realize the Titans defense isn't very good, but how can you not like what they have on offense there? I mean, that is going to be a tough offense to stop. And much like they did this past year and really the year before that. I mean, they just tried to outscore people. If if they can figure out a way to get their defense playing, look out. I don't know if they can, but again, two-team race. I think that the overs, those are two of my favorite. If we're looking at future win total bets, Titans and Colts, I, I really like both of those.
1: I really like it too. If you really want to get fancy, if this tickles your fancy Colts over 11 and a half wins, alt. I don't know if I like it. That'd be 12 and five. It's possible, plus 230, maybe, plus 230, and then over 10 and a half wins, plus 120. There's not as much value. I definitely think that they should be an 11-12 win team, but I think everybody's taking a look at Carson Wentz last year and be like, holy shit, that was a disaster. Well, guess what? The year that he was going to win MVP before he got hurt and Brady won it, Frank Reich was that offensive coordinator. and We talked about it last podcast. We talked about it on many podcasts so far. A lot of people here in Philly. Me included, think that if you had a rank, you know, in terms of who is responsible for that Super Bowl win, Frank Reich is in the top three. Some think he's number one. <laughs> Some think that it's Nick Foles, but guess what? Foles didn't play for the first, you know, three quarters of the season or four fifths of the season. So, anyways, I agree with you. Uh, boring division, but it, it, it's a fun, boring division. You've got Watson there too, and who knows what's going to go on with that. Okay. Where to next? Which division should we hit next? AFC East? Is that the next boring?
0: Uh, probably. Yeah. The, probably. Know, let's, let's, yeah. Let, let's spin through there. So. Do
1: I have the odds up on my screen? I do. Bills minus 150. That's the reason why they're not boring. We talked about it last time too. Bills. I think we leaned on their overwind total was 11 and a
0: half. Uh,
1: 10 and a half 10 is it 10 and a half wow
0: uh actually let me see was it 11 and a half let me look back it's
1: i am getting get on late on a week and uh just yeah. forget these things but as you're looking dolphins plus 310 patriots plus 350 jets plus 2500 for me it's bills or no bet i sure. actually kind of like the bills at minus 150 i'm not going
0: to lie so over 10 and a half but juiced heavily minus 150 so um you know there might be some spots where it's 11 flat yeah, I, I think your better bet there is to bet them to win the division. Um, I
1: agree with you.
0: Yeah, on that. Or I actually, to be honest, I don't know if that is a better bet. We would probably have to really work through that to, to figure out which might be a little better value. But I, I think, look, they're the, I think the new class of that division, I think they, they overtook New England. And obviously, they have almost their entire roster back from a year ago um, with a, a quarterback who obviously took. Tremendous leaps last year, and I think proved that he knows how to play this game. Now he's, you know, he looks ready to go. So I think that when you look at minus 150, that's not horrible odds based on the likelihood of them winning the division. However, yeah, who threatens them? When you look at who threatens this team, um, I think let's eliminate the Jets right off the bat. The Jets are not going to be a good football team. Obviously, they're hoping they have their quarterback in the future, but. They're even way further behind than where the Jaguars are when we talked about them. So, you know, the Jets are are basically a non-factor. I mean, you know, they'll come out and, and win a few games here and there, but whatever. You look at the other two two teams in the division, and I think most people would tell you Miami threatens them because Miami has a pretty good roster on paper when you look at it. They've got some nice pieces there. Um, and, and I think that, you know, when you look at their drafting of Jalen Waddell, there opposite Devontae Parker... Um, they've got good players on their defense, maybe not great outside of the secondary, um, which, by the way, we have to monitor the Xavier Howard situation there because he's saying he wants out of Miami. And obviously, losing a, a true number one corner like that would not be good for that defense. But and I feel I like
1: that think always happens in Miami. You've got these cornerbacks and wide receivers, just players that want out, and they have like a solid team, a team that could threaten with like double digit win total, and they just want
0: out. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. And I, you know, I think when it comes down to it, and it you know, again, I think most people think Miami's going to be the threat to Buffalo in that division. And, and I think Miami could be a very good team. Again, what do we get from Tua at the quarterback position? Is Tua, does he make the leap and be that kind of elite talent that he was in college that the Dolphins hoped he would be when they drafted him? Because if he does, this team's going to be really good and they're going to win games. If he doesn't, I think this team is mediocre at best, and, and I'll be honest with you. I don't see it with Tua. That's not to say that it won't happen. Um, I'm not in that locker room. I'm not on that practice field. I'm just telling you what I saw watching film last year. I don't see it. I don't he's see it young. He, He's young. He, he could develop. I mean, it's we're used to quarterbacks being good right away now. We see guys like Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, and we're like, man, these guys are really good. It it, it it didn't used to be that way. It used to take a few years. I mean, we just talked about Josh Allen saying, hey, year three, he turned the corner. So it's not to say that Tua can't get there. Personally, I don't see it. I actually think that the Patriots are the biggest threat to re-challenge that AFC's throne, and, and I'll tell you why. I, I think their defense is going to be improved. They get some guys back who opted out from COVID. Um, they, they brought uh, Kyle Vendoy back, which I think is you know a nice pickup for them on that defensive side of the ball. But what I what Belichick has quietly done is he's upgraded the team and I think he overspent to do it. I think the team, you know, they brought in guys like Nelson Aguilar and, you know, they they have some different weapons like that, but it will make them better. And what's really going to be interesting on this team, I'm telling you, a guy that you need to look out for is Janu Smith. Yeah, no. Belichick likes to use the tight end. Jonu Smith is physically as gifted as any freaking tight end in the league, maybe not named George Kittle um, or Darren Waller. So I think when you look at that, he's going to use him in a lot of ways and teams are going to struggle to match up with how they run things. So, I would not be surprised if New England bounces back and is in that playoff race. I'm not they're, they're not going to be the old Patriots that are going, you know, 13 and 3, 14 and 2 and winning the division. That that's not what I'm saying. I don't we don't know what we're getting from Cam Newton/Mac slash Jones at the quarterback position, but I do think Belichick has enough pieces there that this team's going to be competitive and I actually if I'm ranking teams I'm going Buffalo, New England, Miami, New York in that order. And I think most people would have Miami above above New England at this point. That
1: is very interesting. And Johnu Smith, someone to take a look at in terms of season player props, season futures over under touchdowns. Uh,
0: if you play fantasy guards, football, if you play fantasy football, I would stud. say get that guy on your team because he's gonna be there to draft in the very late rounds and, and he could be a he could be a star. So
1: He's going to be a stud. The last thing that I'll mention, I was taking a look at the bill's schedule and then we can move on to another division. It is, it is interesting to start with. They start with the Steelers. They go at dolphins. You know, that Miami heat in September is rough. I would actually not expect them to lose that, but I could see a split to start the season. Washington, not an easy game Texans. I mean, (laughs) it's a win then at chiefs at Titans kind of a difficult start. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills come out of the gate, and, you know, get a little bit of uh not Super Bowl hangover because they weren't in the Super Bowl, but they overachieved last year. They had a lot of not luck, but they had good luck with injuries, right? Like they they didn't have a lot of injuries is what I'm trying to say there and it took me 10 seconds. And so I don't think that luck's going to be as good. Tough schedule. I could see 3 and 3 to start and maybe I get them at I don't know, plus 110 to win the division if the Patriots somehow come hot out of the gates at four and two or something.
0: I don't know. I'm no, just kicking I, I think it around. You, I think you nailed it though, because this team likely will start something like three and three, four and two, you know, something like that,
1: and look and okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, and if people are looking at the record, that this team isn't that good, you know, Kansas City blew them out, whatever, and sure. you could get some value, and then all of a sudden, you know, as the schedule gets a little more solid and they get their footing, all of a sudden you're sitting in a good spot. So I, I absolutely agree with what you said there.
1: That's it. Need to take a deeper dive into some of these schedules. That's what we'll be doing here in the next couple of weeks. And it might be a fun podcast just, just to take a look at, you know, eight contending teams or eight teams that were like up in the air about and just take a look at the schedules and say, this is what we're thinking and just do a deep dive. I mean, the bills have a tough schedule. They have a number one schedule because they won that division. They're at the Buccaneers later on in the year. Obviously they're going to be at the Patriots. That's not a layup either. So to go 13 and three is going to be difficult. Actually going thirteen and three will be impossible unless you go 13, (laughs) three or one 14 and three, 13 and four will be very difficult.